0: Kosherus on the air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer, and I'm your host Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kosherus magazine. And I have a very interesting show tonight. We have a number of topics we're going to be discussing. I think most of them you'll enjoy very much and find very helpful. Some of them are dealing with the nine days. Some of them are dealing with the Tannis. Some of them are dealing with the situation in Israel. I hope we get that far. And we're going to start off with our old friend, which is 7-Eleven. And I'll tell you what we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about 7-Eleven. We're going to talk about another company... And we're going to explain to you what's, what's possible and could actually exist right here in Brooklyn. And we need a little input. Maybe we'll be able to get them into Brooklyn. There's a company called Seasons. They have a, about uh, five stores. And the uh, main one of them, I believe, is in the five towns. Uh, there's a couple others around, and they're opening up soon in Manhattan. And I'm trying to convince them to open here in Brooklyn. So I'd love somebody who's in real estate to contact us and tell us that you're interested in renting the uh, space there. It's about 2,800 feet, and uh, I'll be able to give you some details if you're interested in getting involved with that project. Uh, aside from that, we have an, a very interesting aspect here. This particular store, Seasons, actually, like the big ones or some are like more closer to a supermarket, but the small one, which is called Seasons Express, is a small store, and they get all their goods from the Seasons Company, who buys a lot because they are they buy them bulk because they are a big company already, and uh, the Seasons Express has there a uh, what we always where we was getting bogged down on something which is called not called Slurpees because Slurpees is a registered name that only used by the Seven Eleven, but the same exact product, the same exact product coming from a company called ICEE, I-C-E-E. That's a division of J&J Snack Foods. And this uh, syrup is the same kind of thing you have in the Slurpees. And they have the same presentation. And they're doing six to 800 of these a day. They're getting all the yeshivas, all the camps, everybody in that area. It's actually located in Farakaway. According to some, it's, I think, called Lawrence, but officially it's Farakaway. And uh, if you want to see that store, I don't have it here, but it's on Doughty. I believe it's 50 Doughty Street in uh, Far Rockaway. And And it's, it's jammed. People are running in there all the time. I haven't had a chance to go there yet, but I hope to sometime see it and give a full report. Well, which, and that store is 100% Show Shabbos. The owners of the seasoned company, I believe they're all from, I know one man that I spoke with, a nice uh, Jewish gentleman. I think he's a Frum man. Uh, it goes with a Hebrew name. So I think he's, he's from. I can't be sure. Uh, the uh, the manager of the store, Frum, they open until an hour before Shabbos, and they open an hour after Shabbos, and they're under the Vada bottom of five towns. So what I'm trying to say is an entire store... Could be the same kind of thing, a uh, convenience store. You can pick up everything from meat and everything. You can pick anything up you want. It's probably high priced and all that stuff. But anyway, you can you get your 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 drink. That's a they call slushies, I believe. And you can have the same ambiance, the same fast. Uh, service, and the same kind of a convenience that you have in these other 7-Elevens. So what we're saying here is that in the five towns and in Farakaway, they don't go to 7-Eleven. They go to Seasons Express. In Brooklyn, they go to 7-Eleven without Hoshkacha. In other communities, all the 7-Elevens that they use have Hoshkacha. This is the only big Jewish community, and I think Lakewood has them with the hashkocha, this is the only big Jewish community that has a store like that, with that hashkocha, and all the front people go in there and buy things not knowing what they're getting. So this is the solution. If anybody's interested in working together with us, um, I'll give you information how you can help us. But most most, uh, importantly, um, if anybody wants to get involved with a real estate situation, where they might rent to these people, help rent them with a the real estate agent, wants to represent them, some some properties. I think we might be able to interest these people in coming to Brooklyn. And in addition to that, the Icy company could sell to any store in our neighborhood. That's right. Icy could put in, uh, you could put in the same kind of f- service that they have in the 7-Elevens and shopping in any one of the stores in Brooklyn. So all we have to do is hook up one of these big supermarkets, or small supermarkets, with the IC company, and then we'll have our 7-Elevens with proper hashkocha in, uh, and, and proper control in the stores that we should be frequenting, and not the ones that they are frequenting. So that's the first topic for the day. Finished. Now, if you want to start calling in, you can call us anytime. We'll try to take your your topics uh, that you're interested in. If you can discuss what I'm interested in, that's even better. But anyway, our studio number is 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858. And if you want to text us, the text line is 347-927-8398. Again, text 347-927-8398 or call us at 718-683-5858 to discuss the cautious issues that you're interested in talking about. Now, I want to go on to the nine days. The nine days, first of all, uh, I just got a Shiloh today. Somebody called in. Potato kogel made in the flesh of da-da-da. So, was there any meat at the same time? Any No meat at the same time? So then... It's only, it's only, uh, it's, it, there's not going to be an issue. There's no zayah. there's no Reach, there's nothing there. Hold on, hold on. I mean, maybe, you know, some people would be Machmir or whatever it is, uh, what they're going to eat with the Milchiks, but the, 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 the nine days, it's only meat you can't eat or something that got cooked with meat. But if you're, if you want to eat something that was cooked in a Milchika, uh, I don't pot or whatever, if it's clean, you have no problem. This Shabbos, this past Shabbos, we we put up a part of a cholent, which I had today. Nine days. I ate the part of a And uh, we had the, the rest of the meal with the chicken and meat, whatever. And but but the the cholent we made part of it. This way we'd have extra, we could be able to eat it during the week. No problem at all. Place a good pot, clean, no problem. Um, another thing is that people, you know, worried about the nine days. And you know, they think they're they're giving up so much uh, you know, the question about the shower. So today's world, when I was young, people really didn't take any showers. They didn't have this heter of I'm hot, I'm sweaty. They didn't use that. People didn't take showers on Shabbos. It was pun of Yodovarog. And today we have a situation where most people say I'm an Istinist, uh, Some of the Rabban more make today. So the in front of our eyes we see that what people were moist and nefesh for years ago uh, unfortunately uh, it's it, it's it's not it's not found anymore the kind of things that people were were moist and nefish for uh, and and that's that's a very unfortunate thing something that we have to think a lot about and uh, i'm going to be talking shortly about some of the issues that come up with the um some of the issues that come up with, the, uh, with, with, with things that we are giving up for as far as uh, with the fast takes into account, etc., and the nine days to meet. Now, let's go. We have a caller. Let's go. Do you have one? We'll have you. Okay, you're on Kashmir's on the air. Would you like to ask a question or make a comment? You're on the air. Hello? Are they there? You're on the air if you hear us. No. So that's it. We lost him. Maybe we'll call back. So now one of the things that uh, people do uh, that people do concern themselves with is that you can't have any meat. Okay, so I mean, the Sephardic world, is a little different, with the Shabu HaShachalbo, but, but we Ashkenazim, we've given up meat uh, except for Shabbos until after Tisha So what, you're texting in here? Okay. Uh, somebody has a, an idea for a season location in Brooklyn, so let them contact us. You can contact us at, this is, I mean, this is my office number, 718-336-8544, 718-336-8544, and we'll try to uh, help you along. But I'm more interested in getting a real estate person than just a location. Uh, some people asked here, why have not someone from the Hashkocha go into the 7-Eleven or from a slurpy option, slurpy option? We did that. Kafka did it. We spent a lot of time on it. And I had tried to help them and support them. And unfortunately, they decided not to go with this Kafka because I said, all those religious people are coming here anyway. It doesn't help us at all to get Ashkocha because our people in Brooklyn don't think that there's a concern. And that's what it is. People have to talk up in the shoals. There has to be the change here. Uh, the Slurpee is a great idea, but 7-Eleven is cheap. Uh, I lost part of that thing there. When does it say? 7-Eleven is cheap. Like under $2 for an extra large. But a Jewish store might have to charge more. Well, I don't know what they charge, but you can call Seasons Express, 50 Dowdy Street, in Faraco, we find out what they're paying, and when we find out what IC is charging, I'm pretty sure we can go lower than 7-Eleven, and we can draw a lot of business into some stores in our neighborhood. Okay, we got a bunch of calls. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? We're not. We're not hearing anybody. You, you, can, you, can, you can you hello? Are you on the air? I don't think you're connecting. Um, do you know how, Do you know how to do it? Okay, better get somebody who doesn't have how to do it. Okay, um, we're going to go on. I see this, we have a new gentleman trying to help us out tonight, and uh, he's got to get the kinks out of it. Okay, I'd like to go back to some of the other questions we got over here. Um, <laughs> a lot of things, that I haven't got time for all this. What has got his icy under? Well, I don't really know to tell you the truth. I just know that that's where the Vada of the Five Towns is is getting it from. I would assume that Icy is under one of the national brands. I don't know. Uh... My guess is it's all OU. I believe they said the word OU, but I'm not going to be positive. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's an acceptable ashkocha for this product, and I don't think we'll have any problem with it. And if you need a few Hasidish ashkochas or Hamish ashkochas, I'm sure they'll come on as well. Okay, you got two calls. Can we get through? Let's see. Iran kashmir on the air. Are you there? How are
1: you? I just want to let you know I'm from Farkway, New York. I am actually cousins with the owner of but They are both completely, completely from.
0: Yeah, we oh, talking, talking about mayor. Talking about
1: mayor. Mayor. No, I. Sv. Bloom is the main owner.
0: Ah. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: And he is 100% from all the people working in there. Most of the kids working in there are from actually only during the summer. Right. And it's 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 a great 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 story. It's a, it's a, it's the place to be.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think it, I think uh, we have. As I said, we have to get it here in Brooklyn. That's what we're yeah, trying to I, do.
1: When when I was in Rockaway, like a month after it opened, somebody came over to me. It's like, uh, um, you know, I haven't been in Seasons Express yet, and like the entire room looked at him like he was the most wild person.
0: (laughs) Listen, if they said if they're selling six to eight hundred every day, that's what the uh, the the manager told me. So then, uh, obviously there there's there's a lot of business in there, and uh, somebody in Brooklyn should want to pick it up, right? Yes, definitely. Maybe we should get them into Brooklyn. That's what we want to do. I, 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 that's my, I, I, I called them. I haven't been able to, to touch base. There's a, a the fellow by name, Mayer, who's one of the owners, and, uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm trying to be in contact with him. We, we, we got uh, disrupted a few conversations. We didn't finish. So I, that's one goal. And if not, then I want to try to sell it to people in our neighborhood to copy it. Because it's not a right. very hard thing to do. I mean, right. And okay. that's a great start. Thank you very much for the call. No
1: problem. Thank you so, so much. I listen to you every day. Big fan.
0: Thank you very much. Okay. You're, you're uncautious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. I'd like to know two things
1: about the nine days, about girls washing oily hair, just the hair in the nine days, and about water sports activities and day camps.
0: Well, we're not really talking about all the halachas of the nine days. I don't have any safer oh. in front of me, so I'm not really prepared to answer your questions. But in general, right. the, the problem we have today you say girls and and boys and this we're talking different ages. The little children, so you know, a very young child has to take a bath every day. A, a, young, a young child who's you know has not much to do, you're going to run in the sprinkler, going in the kiddie pool. Some people do and some people don't. And certain ages, so it's not a, it's a very specific question, and it's much better that you speak to your own rub about these things. But as far as washing the oily hair and this and that, washing your hair. If it's bothering you, obviously, uh, it, 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 you know, that, that, that's, that, that's not as dramatic. If it's, it's something that's really, you know, hurting you or something like that person has an itch or something, whatever it is, so you, there, there are parts of the body they may want to wash. But as far as, as, far as the, the way people do it today is they just sort of say, oh, I have a hetter and no problem. They used to say, for example, they'd say, oh, I'm all swe- I went to play ball. I'm all sweated up. Therefore, I could take a shower. So, but that's all new. In my old, in the old days, the rebuttal never gave a head of such a thing. Never. But today, that's that's the norm because people don't really understand what the nine days is all about. Truth is, I had something I was going to bring in, and I, I see I left at home, but I have some other stuff I'm going to be sharing with you. I thank you very much for the call. So uh, I see there's a lot of stuff here uh, that's coming in, and I'm just going to try to do some of the things that we were going to do, and you can call in with your questions, no problem, 718-683-5858 and we'll take up your topics. Now I was, I was talking about the nine days and people start with this thing about the seum. So now, there's, I saw one of the uh, sheets that they hand out, uh, one of the shuls put out a sheet and discusses what you could do to make a seum. You know, whether you could just finish this or just finish that. The whole concept of seum is, is is very, very much corrupted. In the camps, there was a big child in the camps, They you know, somebody makes a seum would anybody else be invited. So they say, "Well, everyone would be invited because they we're all in the camp." Okay, maybe that works. But then you have people who, are in a restaurant, make a seum, and and you paid the money, so therefore you're invited. It's not right. The people with the concept of, of giving up something for the nine days is almost over. If the showers are not a problem. And the swimming, you know, in the camps they say sometimes they let the kids go in the pool just to walk through and, and, not, and not to swim, just to cool off in the pool. So, and, and, then we, and then we have this thing with the nine days of the shot with the, with the, with the, with the Seum. At a certain point, there's not much left to the nine days. What did we give up for HaKadosh Baruch husar that he had to destroy his base of Migdash, and that we all are in Gullahs, all these things thousands of years it's got to hurt us somehow and if we if we treat it like just regular days and can't you know and, and wait until it gets over rather than appreciating that we are in the nine days and the jews were kicked out of spain on tisha B'av, that the jews suffered through all the years and if you, if you study i did uh, a little bit of uh, looking through the the pogroms in europe were very often in the summer okay it could, be, it could be hot but i always i always felt that it was right around the time of tisha above and then in the nine days and three weeks and that is a very 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 bad time for us yet people are taking trips people are going flying to israel going here and there and it doesn't seem to bother anyone it's a, it's not right and we're losing out on it. And we, if we want to bring back the base of Megiddo, it says clearly in the Gemara, uh, you know, called uh, roy So. We, is the only thing we do that we, uh, that we don't eat on Tisha B'av? We go to all these speeches and lectures, don't think for ourselves for a few minutes about what we should do for Tshuva, and we, and we, and we say that uh, we, you know, we're Abel and Yerushalayim? We fast on, on Tisha B'Av, but are we Abel and Yerushalayim? That's something that I think all of us have to admit it's not the way it used to be, and a lot of us have to work a little bit more on bringing that back. I, I want... Uh, having I call us? Okay, go ahead. Hello, you're on Kastras you. on the air. Can we help you. you? Hello? Yes, you're Hello. on the air. Hi, this is Avram. Okay, Avram. I know who you are. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you I just, just opened the radio I you. and I
1: heard, I heard yeah. Avram speaking about uh, about the showers uh, and all this. Uh, uh, I, 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 I wanted to make a comparison. I once spoke to to someone that Avram knows uh, about 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 governing and then people uh, are not giving the right respect for Hazar shots and other things and he told me that um, first have to be explained to them what is davening. they don't realize what it means standing in front of the byrael um, the, the great creator of the world so so they don't have all oh, like standing in front of somebody so they disregard it and do all kinds of things look in the phone and all kind of things the problem is not looking at the phone the problem is they don't, know, they don't know what davening is all about. Same thing with three weeks. You're taking a shower and not taking a shower. See, are not. You missed the point. You missed the boat, as they say. Somebody came to Yakov Kamenetsky and told them, uh, I'm over, do this. I want to go to Hasenek, and i come in this time and that. So Yakov so, uh, Kamenetsky told them, yeah, you're, you're not over. Some women are not over. He said, if you're over, you wouldn't ask those questions. Be, you understand you cannot do that. The aloha is only to give you guidelines what exactly you could it cannot do, but does not give you the feeling and the all around and around what's going on. If you don't understand that we're missing something, giving you all those rules, is just going to restrict you. Why can't I do it? Why can't I do it? I, I, well, what's the problem? You're missing something in the big picture. You're missing, you're missing, you're missing the boat that they say. So all those restrictions are very hard for our generation because we don't understand what we're missing. So it looks like they're putting restrictions for no reason. I'm having a good time. What's
0: the problem? Well, so really, what we need to do, rather than just giving uh, an, a series of entertainment on Tisha B'Av so people won't be bored, what we really have to do is people should understand what the Horbin was, and not just on Tisha B'Av, That there's three weeks. It's not. It wasn't. The, the, the Chazal didn't give us, uh, you know, didn't give us just uh, nine days or Shavuot Shachalbo the 3 weeks is supposed to have some meaning you know i mean we we just about right after that we almost ready to go into elul and and anyone who's read anything in their life knows that elul in europe was like a frightening thing for people they they, they saw elul was lo- alive and noach Yom Kippur was the whole 40 days was a whole a whole involvement People talk differently, acted differently. So the tisha, the three weeks, also. But if we we don't we don't get L anymore, and we don't get these three weeks anymore. So we're doing everything, but we're not there. So that's exactly what you're saying. And I I, I thank you very much for calling, everyone. We got to get you back on the show. Take care. Yeah, <laughs> take care. Thank you. Call Okay. So if you want to call, and you can call us at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Till we have some callers, I want to share with you a few. Uh, important things. Now this is something which I'm going to give you now which you can get yourself uh, if you're on the internet somehow you'll be able to pick it up it's not so difficult. It's called Survive the Fast a Practical Guide Survive the Fast a Practical Guide and then the original is, um, is an article by um, Dr. Siegel, Segal and uh, Michael Siegel, and the, he has his, the full thing was written originally by it, Siegel, S E G A L dot. Um, what did he say dot org? I'm not even sure. I don't have it in front of me here. Um, and, and then then slash Kippur. I think Siegel dot org slash kippur. I believe that's what it is. His name is Dr. My- Michael Siegel. But the, you don't have to have the original. The one survived the fast, the practical guide is just as good. Basically, it's things you know already. And we actually had discussed it a few weeks ago with a nutritionist we had on the show. But I'm going to give you some of the, the highlights of this right now. Before the fast, hydrate. Well, that's smart. Of course, you've got to drink. But here's what you're supposed to drink. Drink the equivalent of 8 to 10 cups of water in the course of a day. So the day before the fast now is Shabbos. So you have to add in a lot of water. Um, Then he, he goes on to tell you to avoid drinks that cause your body to get rid of water on the day before the fast. Such foods and drinks like alcohol, tea, caffeinated coffee, and chocolate. So if you can avoid those you're going to retain the water better, and that's going to keep you more hydrated on the tannis and less of a problem. You should know that things like pickles, cold cuts, cheese, tomato sauces, canned fish, smoked fish, have a lot of added salt, and that's going to take away the hydration. So keep that in mind as well. Another thing is that on Erev Tannis, which of course is Shabbos now, he tells you to eat a good breakfast, but we don't have that problem here. We're going to eat plenty on Chavez. But here's the here's the little switcheroo. He says, eat a light lunch and avoid eating between lunch and the pre-fast meal. Avoid starting the pre-fast meal on a full stomach. Then, then he tells you to be careful not to get a headache. Of course, anybody who's a caffeine freak knows that you have to cut back. If you haven't cut, stopped the caffeine already, stop it now. You need at least three, four days to get it out of your system. Some people need a week or more. And at that point, you'd give it up. It could, yeah, you'll get a few headaches between now and the Tannis, but at least it won't bother you on Sunday. So you got to watch out for the headache. Then it tells you that the meal right before the Tannis, which is going to be Shalashutas in our houses, you should drink at least two cups of water. And this helps the digestion and also keeps you uh, hydrated for the Tannis. He suggests putting in some foods that have are high in oils and fats. So I suppose it could be the salmon or whatever like that. Oils and fats in the pre-fast meal. Since such foods delay emptying of the stomach. So oils are good, fats are good, salt is bad. And uh, then he says salads and high-fiber foods are also important. Fruit is good. I mean, you know, basically everything here... Just try to watch out for the salt, and, uh, for the, and try to cut out the caffeine and the uh, the chocolate and all that stuff right before the tannus. And then he tells something very important: make sure that the food is tasty. A lot of people, you know, say you gotta have everything bland. He says no. He says you can have you can have lemon and herbs and things that are that are fine for fasting. It's only salt and monosodium glutamate to watch out for in right before the tannus. And uh, then he discusses the medications on the tannus. If you are taking medications, it's good to speak to a Rav or a a, a doctor about it. Some of the medications you could probably push off until the night time, but if you need to take them right away in the morning, then you need to take them. And how to do that with the water and not without uh, without the water, I would suggest you speak to your own Rav he says it's very important. This is a doctor. It's very important. He says to, uh, you have to do a, you got to speak to a doctor Enerov, He says, it, but he uh, but the, but the point he's worried about is that if you don't take enough water to clear the esophagus, it could be dangerous. So if you if you're able to swallow a pill and really get it down, and you don't have to do anything else, okay, one pill maybe. But if you take it to a series of pills, if there is a concern, if you're really older. Then do discuss with your rav about taking a small amount of water just in order to get the medicines down. It it may be may may uh, spell a difference in how you celebrate the uh, how you how you conduct the fast, and that everything should be well at the end of the day. Uh, Then he tells us that after the fast, which of course is important for us, you got to use a little seichel. So he has a few ideas. Some of them I hadn't heard before. One of them is that. uh, you shouldn't eat too quickly of course you should begin with either milk or juice but they sometimes do when they show milk or juice this kid puts sugar into the bloodstream I see the calls here. so it puts sugar into the bloodstream and it occupies space in the stomach and you won't eat so fast again milk or juice that's what you should start with now if you have to make a mozi. You make a multi first, but you don't have to eat that much. You could just have a little bit and then you you do the milk or the juice and then wait a few minutes and then you go on to rest of the food. Now he said to be watch out for having something that's too salty then because he thinks uh, you're not not hydrated well enough. It would be best to avoid real salty foods if you can after the fast. And uh, don't stuff yourself. Try to keep it light and simple. Drink a lot of fluids. And that's a lot of seichel from Dr. Michael Siegel. If you want to see it, just look up on the web. I'd probably get it at Survive the Fast: A Practical Guide, or we'll look up at Michael Siegel, and I think you can just Siegel S E G A L dot org uh, backslash Kippur because it was Yom Kippur he wrote it for. So we have a couple of calls. Go ahead. You're on the air. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: why is it so expensive? Seasons Express.
0: Well, I don't know what Seas Express is. I've I've never been there, so I can't tell you. Why it's ex- expensive, I'll tell you this I much. I mean,
1: it, it's so popular, but everybody goes to the near supermarket, it could be $10 cheaper.
0: Right. Let me explain to you. The, you are a young guy. You don't understand the psychology of... I'm not young. Okay. And I, I didn't say you're very young, but you're but you're young enough that, you know... You, you probably don't get the psychology here. The psychology is that we get you in for a little thing, and then we get you to pay real money for something else. It's, in the old days, they used to use certain colors to get you attracted, like yellow, et cetera, that all the psychological things that are used. So people want, I am going to get a Slurpees over at Seasons. So they go in. Now, once he's in there, oh, you know, I forgot to pick this up. I'll pick it up over here. That's okay, that, but you could do that same thing in a different supermarket. You definitely could like, say you could definitely save money. You're right. You could definitely save a lot of money not buying in a convenience store. This is called a convenience store, which means it's not you know, like supermarkets that are everything's on sale. it's it's where they' where they're trying to get you in the door and sell you a few items they even have meat and other stuff like that and of course the price is probably much higher than a regular supermarket you would go into hundred percent thanks for the call okay you're unconscious on the air can help you
1: yes hi um... i love your show by the way it's really helpful uh... i'd like to know i have two two statements but the first one is really important about raisins because i want to make a Rice pudding, and I don't know how to do this without raisins. Are you allowed
0: to use raisins? What's the story now? Well, we recommend you make your own raisins. If you want to know how to do it, I'll tell you now. If you want to uh, see if somebody else will tell you how to do it, this takes a, it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. Our position, meaning what Goldstein says and what Revaya says, our position is that grapes need a serious washing. Everybody I've read in the conscious field today is saying you need a serious washing. But our serious washing is a little longer than theirs. We recommend that you take and put it on in, a, in water, put in a little soap, uh, shake it around a little bit, keep it there like three, four minutes, take it out, put it under the faucet. That's and, the grapes, and, and, not the raisins. I understand. One second. And then do that three times. Then you can make your own raisins. By just leaving it, I believe overnight, I think it's some low number like 125 degrees on the uh, uh, in your oven. And if you want, anyone will be able to tell you the exact number, and you can do it yourself. And they come out very sweet. You've never tasted raisins like that. One of my one of the people did it, and I gave it to me, and I I'm telling you it's fantastic. So you could try that, and I think you'll let you'll be hooked on it.
1: But there's no way that you could wash the raisins, regular no. raisins,
0: like a box. Because the thing, the misunderstanding people have is they they have the same problem understanding the blueberries and the raisins. They think it's between the things. No, we're talking about stuff that's in the raisins, and they come on the vine when it is when they are at the end. The people leave the raisins on the vine, an extra. If they're making raisins, they leave the grapes on the vine for an extra couple of weeks or something. At that time, they get very sweet, and that's when they attract the, the bugs, the insects, uh-huh. and the insects plant the eggs, and they grow there on the tree, on the, on the vine, before they ever get out and before they put them on the ground. So therefore, that's the problem, and it's, it's pretty well documented. And, I, you know, as I say, some people agree, some people don't agree. I'll just tell you quickly a story, because I'm very close with this gentleman. I spoke with him a number of times. He's a gentleman from U.S. Chocolate. The guy from U.S. Chocolate, has, um, it, it, it has, he provides baking goods for people in the baking industry. And he was doing raisins. And uh, he wanted raisins, very important for him. And he has a from Hisachtas Harabonim, the CRC in Williamsburg. So... He went ahead and, he, and they said to him, you can do raisins, but you must buy raisins from this particular place. It's a different country, country, imported from that country, and you, you, that's the only place we'll allow you to buy raisins from. And then we have to check a sample before you can use it. So he said, okay, and he did it. And it was going on for a while, and I saw him recently. I saw him at the Kosher Fest uh, last year. And I asked him, actually, I mean, it's was just like half a year ago or something, I, I asked him uh, it, how the raisins are working out, and he says, I don't use raisins anymore, I only use currants. Why? He says, because his Das rabbanim was taking these samples, and they were finding bugs, and say, you can't use this. Hmm. So, you, so he'd say, so I could lose the money, I didn't have the product to give to the stores, it was too much of a hassle. I can't right. do that. So he gave the whole thing up. So therefore, oh, what I'm trying to show you. I was
1: thinking you, if I have to, I'll switch to craisins. I heard craisins are, okay, are very right? good.
0: Enjoy. Enjoy. They're fantastic. Yeah. Okay, okay. I got another bunch ask, of calls. Let me ask you
1: not, wait, wait, one yeah. other thing. Hello?
0: Yeah. We're in the hurry because we want more yeah, calls.
1: With this kosher slurpee I heard you talking about, the right. kosher one, yeah, I, how about the asking ShopRite of uh, Bar So Park right, you speak. To-
0: speak to them. Speak to them. I mean, he's a he's a Jewish man who is very interested in in. in They're in, very
1: interested in. So the, maybe they'll put it in. in
0: the community. Tell them to put it in. And it's uh, the company that they get it from is ICEE. ICEE, I-C-E-E company. It's owned by J and J Snacks, but you'll find it under ICEE. If anyone go on the web, you'll see it in two seconds, and that's the one supplying for hundreds and th- hundreds and hundreds of stores outside the outside the uh, the Seven Eleven Club. Thank you very much. Have an easy fast. Go ahead. You are on the Sandia. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Hello. Yes.
1: Okay. I would like to know, please, about frozen cauliflower and broccoli. If um, I found them in a bag in a right that has the hechsher of a triangle K.
0: Yeah. Well, we're Is not that- going to. No, we don't. We don't discuss on this radio show whether this hashkocha is good or whether that hashkocha is good. That's not the topic. Not that it's... No, we can't answer those questions on this show. Well,
1: because how do I know if they
0: check their... You, you know, you have to you have to have a ROV or a cashless agency that you rely upon, and you call them. You don't have to know them. You could pick any cashless agency out of our... We have 1,269 cashless agencies in the world. You could pick anyone you want, call them up, and they'll help you... Making these decisions, but we can't do it because okay. we're, we're tying into everybody and it would be inappropriate for us to answer something like that for everybody. Okay, okay. Thank so you very I have much.
1: one more question.
0: Go ahead, please. Yeah.
1: What about the Oreo cookies? It, it says OUD.
0: So Okay, now let me explain to you. You can't decide whether or not it is dairy or dairy equipment, the only one who could tell you is the OU. And oh, so D, I have D, to call the OU. The, the D could mean dairy equipment, and it could mean there's actual dairy there. You have to call the OU, and the OU says to call us every six months, and they'll answer you because sometimes it changes. So their number is 212-563. Okay. Yeah, 212-563-4000. 4,000. Okay. Okay. Thank you for calling. Don't give me another call. Okay, thanks. Yeah, uh, before we go on to our next caller, I want to say a word about our sponsor, which is Glattmark conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glotmart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. At Glattmart, you can save some time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glattmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you purchase in the store. And uh, Glattmart has a quite a, few, a bit of things that are on sale right now. All, this sale is only going through tomorrow because they change it on Wednesday. Um, if you're interested in their meats, you have family pack minute steak, 10.99 dollars a pound. Family pack chuck ground beef. $4.99 a pound. Top of the rib, $8.99 a pound. If you're interested in the, some of their groceries, try Osam awesome salad croutons, five and a quarter ounces, $1.39. Dogim breaded tilapia, $3.99 a pound. Uh, Libra's tomato sauce, 15 ounce, $0.69. Dogim solid white tuna in water, 2 for three dollars, that's a dollar fifty. It's a good price. Um, Geffen whole whole hearts, of palm, fourteen ounce, dollar eighty nine. Tell you some very interesting prices, and that's what you could get at Glotmart now. And at Glotmart, the quality of their meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vada Kashrus of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality Kashrus. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashrus on the Air, over jaywood Radio. And now we're going to go back to our callers. Go ahead. You're on. is on the air. Can we help you?
1: Hello, yes. Um, going- I just wanted to make a suggestion that instead of raisins that we don't use, you could take dried apricots and open it up and check it, make sure there are no um, tlime there. And then I take a scissor and I cut them in little snips. It looks like raisins. I do it when I make the chalice Rosh Hashanah, if I want to put it into anything that I would like to put in raisins. It looks like golden raisins.
0: That's a good idea because it's it's a, a similar sweet taste. Right. And it's a very good idea. Okay.
1: okay. Thank, you really Thank, you Thank
0: you very much. We really enjoy your show. Continue and be Thank you very much. Go ahead, You're on the air. Me? Go ahead, you're on the air. Yes, I have a question, I have a, Explain me the
1: difference. What is done differently in Chal Yisrael? in in, in general
0: terms? Ah. What what what's more, what makes it more more Jewish? Okay. So I'm going to answer that. I'm glad you asked that question. So let's start with square one. Uh, we're going to answer your question, and we're not going to deal with what's better, why do we do it. We're going to answer the question of what's the difference. Definition. Right. Definition. So Chal of Israel, by definition, has... First of all, there's a Mishnah. The Mishnah is in Avodah Zorah, Davlamet Hayim Base, And the Mishnah says clearly that one of the things you, you have to have is you have to have Chal of Yisrael, and you have to have Gvinas Yisrael, and all these things you have to have Jewish. So, now, what's the reason? Because in the old days, they had a lot of pigs on the farm, had horses on the farm, and they could be milking the, the things together with it. They could be taking that milk and selling it as, to you as, uh, as, as regular milk, and people wouldn't know the difference. So that was the original reason for in doing it. And in general, all these laws of Bisholakim, the non Jewish cooking and non Jewish baked goods, and non Jewish, all these things really also come to prevent us from intermarriage. Because the more familiar we are with people, if they are eating the same foods, we're going to share, we're going to, we're going to come visit them, they come visit us, we're going to be able to, I'll make everything kosher for you, don't worry. And this, at a certain point, it's going to end up Intermarriage. That's the overall concern, plus the fact that they may have mixed in or used non kosher uh, animal milk. That's the concern. Now, the question is do we need to worry today? So, Ramosha Feinstein said that in America, and not the rest of the world, but in America, the FDA is strong enough, the government inspects, and you don't have to worry. At the same time, Ramosha Feinstein said, Every time he mentioned this, every time he mentioned this in his svarim, he said, "But it is appropriate to buy chal of Israel, and unless those, unless you cannot easily get it, and he said that the yeshivas, even though it's very very difficult and expensive, that they should spend extra money for chal of Israel, so that the so that the people will know that for a concern." that maybe, possibly, could be something not kosher, we're going to spend money. So that was the approach that Ramosha Feinstein entered into. In other countries... They don't agree with what Moshe said. They don't follow with that because in a lot of countries you could get other milks. Even in this country you could get it, but it's not going to be easily mixed in. Not easily. Mixed in. But I'm asking a question. Rabbi, again, yeah. uh, if you have a oud milk versus the Chal of Israel milk, that no. oud is also being supervised okay. and that's okay. being supervised. Okay, so now, What's the difference? Uh, Why? Is, what makes this on a higher level? Right. I'm going to tell you now. That was just, I had to give you the Thanks. background. Now we go to the next Thanks. step. When when the the Chal of Israel is done on a farm where there's a Jew a religious Jew, overseeing the procedure from the very beginning. He must be there. It's crucial at the opening bell. He has to be able to examine that there was nothing else in the machinery and it's set up the, the, you know, properly. He doesn't have to be the constant. He can go away a little bit and come back again, but he has to be there at the beginning of the milking, part of the begin, middle, and he must be there at the end. And and this is the, goes on and some that's of the... Called, fl- that's Yotziv and Nichnas, or that's more than Yotziv and Niklas? they we only need Yotziv and Nichnas. But you need the man to be around and and to pop in enough that they really know that he's gonna could come. And he has to he has to be there at the beginning and he has to be there at the end. And the, and every run. And this could be two o'clock in the morning. In some of these places, they're milking in the morning, early or late, late at night. And so you're saying a chalvishol plant is that someone there at least beginning, every, middle, and end of every run? They, uh, the right. they live on the farm. An Let's it. They live on the farm. They live. They're basically on the farm. They live on the farm. They may go out for minchamar. They're basically there. You're saying they don't leave for minchamar. They dive them by themselves. There's I no you. place. There's okay. no place. And, and what oud milk means what? Okay. Now, one second. Let's go. Let's go to step two a couple of years ago like 20 25 years ago something like that in that area 20 25 years ago we had a, a big problem it blew the water it was like a it was a tremendous problem and everyone got excited about it was that they found that they were doing a certain operation on the cows the cows get something called displaced abomasum abomasum is the stomach and displaced it's in the all messed up so they, there's two ways to resolve it. One is a manipulation method. Another one is is to stick a, a, a needle into the stomach to deflate it. I remember. That came out during the nine days. Okay. That time, 20 years ago. So we couldn't have flakes, just couldn't have milk for the <laughs> nine days. <laughs> anyway. I remember that. So, so the problem silly. is, the problem is, Chol of Yisrael takes care of that, and Chol of Stam doesn't take care of it. Chol of <laughs> Yisrael takes care of it in two ways. Either... The mashkiach checks the tag on every cow that's being milked, which it, on, the, on the ear lobe, the cow has a number. So it's a metal tag with a number on it. That's their number. And the, the uh, mashkiach has a printout of the ones that have had the operation. And if they accidentally bring in the wrong animal to be milked, it's the job of the mashkiach to remove it. That's what's done in Chal Israel Plants. Some other plants tell the owner, you must sell it off. If you need to do that operation, you must sell it off. And we don't want it on the plant. So there, we, we, we reduce to zero the possibility of this occurring on the plants. The, as a sequel to the story, in in uh, Uruguay, they have a lot of problems because the operation is being done over there in in, in large numbers because of the Grass that they that they feed on produces a lot of gas, and this this is a big problem over there. So they what they do is they they are not raising the cows, and they don't have the same arrangement. It's not a milk not milking uh, plant. So they don't. So what they do is they just buy animals. So they, what they do is after they shech the animal, they examine the inside of the stomach, and they look for certain scar tissue. Which would prove to them that an operation was done or not. So that's all Cholv and Gla'k kosher. That's what they're doing. Now, uh, the regular regular OU buys milk. They don't have anybody on any the farm. They have it in the production. That it, the way it works is it's not one farm being milked. There, the the farms are are all around the area, and they all bring the milk from the farms into this one main plant, and the OU gives hashkoch on that plant. There's no mashkiyach constantly there. There's no one checking this and, that and the other thing, and no one ever finds out when went on the farms, because you can't. It's just too big. It's, it's, a, it's a, uh, an unbelievable size thing. So that's a completely different procedure. In general, most of the Chal of things, whether that's cheese or the milk, are not exclusively... I mean, some, you know, with the mashkikh on this farm, then it, that's all coming out, uh, all coming out, it, it could all be coming out of Israel. It may not all come out of Israel. It may be only some of it's of Israel, and the rest is regular OU or something. But... So if I understand you correctly, it's not for a fact. There will be no basis for this OU milk. They wouldn't be able to give us a on it. They're relying on Ramesses. Okay, now let me tell you a fact that you can check up in two seconds. Israel, England, all these countries, they don't call it... They call it chalav akum, and they consider it to be aser. They call it iser. That's how they do over there in America. Because of was the gadol in our generation in, in in America. So everybody, you know, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of us all felt, you know, he said it, and that's it. So. Uh, the, there was a, a the many people were simcha on this, and the OU was simcha on that. But in other countries, they won't do that. Some countries mm-hmm. they will only process milk food, milk foods that have a hashgacha from the beginning till the end. Mm-hmm. I understand. So, all right. Uh, Thank you very much. You're certainly welcome. Have a great week. Okay. Um, I don't really how much more, how much more I have time. I have two minutes, so there's not much to do in the two minutes. Uh, I think I'll just read what some people have over here. Uh, okay, I see they stopped sending after a while. We'll just mention another word or two about one of the topics that we had, and I will have to say the other one <laughs> for another time. In Israel, all right. There's only two minutes, so let me just re- re- reiterate what we said in the beginning: that if anybody was interested in getting Seven Eleven into uh, getting, say, icy into stores in the neighborhood or getting Seasons to move into this neighborhood and take a store, you can contact us at 718-336-8544. Another one of my million projects, I'm going to try to see what we can do to replace the Seven Eleven 11 Instead of just talking against it, let's see what we can do to give another opportunity to the people in our community. For any other reason, if you want to reach us, this is Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Koshris Magazine. If you want to reach us to get a subscription, or to suggest topics, or to, um, or, or to contribute articles, or anything else, you can call us at 718-336-8544. And our email address is kashrus K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Thank you for listening.